Hi, this is Nathan. Before we get to the episode, I want to invite you to join me on an incredible adventure this November of 2024. I am taking a small group of believers to Turkey, what the New Testament called Asia Minor, for a 12-day Bible study tour of the early church. We'll be studying the book of Acts and many of the epistles on location as we visit ancient cities like Ephesus, Laodicea, Heropolis, Antioch, Pergamum, and many more. If you are interested in joining me this November for a once-in-a-lifetime adventure as we study where much of the New Testament and early church took place, you can learn more by going to deeperchristian.com forward slash turkey. And if you're interested, don't delay. Spots are limited and on a first-come, first-served basis, and a $100 discount is available if you register before May 27th. I do hope you can join me. And again, more information is available at deeperchristian.com forward slash turkey. Now, here's the episode. Welcome to episode 156 of the Deeper Christian Podcast. This is the podcast to help you study God's word, know Jesus intimately, and discover how you can build your life around Jesus Christ. I'm Nathan Johnson, and in today's episode, I want to talk about the fact that your life is but a mist. Let's dive in. Well, one thing that we can definitely say about the season that we are in, with just all the craziness of the coronavirus, is just the reminder that life is fleeting. It's short. Isn't it interesting how it seems like most people, even before the virus happened, lived as if they were trying to fight against death. It's like we were doing all that we could to kind of forget about the fact that life is coming. Or we would, you know, spend our money and our time and our energy doing things to prolong our life as long as possible. And yet scripture reminds us that life, in fact, is rather fleeting. It's just a vapor or a mist. It's here one day and gone the next. Now, I'm not trying to say that to depress us, but really there's a phenomenal insight when we grab a hold of the fact that life is short. So let me just give you a few passages. James chapter four, verses 13 through 14. James writes, come now, you who say today or tomorrow, we will go to such and such a city, spend a year there, buy and sell and make a profit. Whereas you do not know what will happen tomorrow for what is your life? It is even a vapor that appears for a little time and then vanishes away. The ESV says your life is a mist, but it's that same idea. If you've ever gone out on a cold winter day and you breathed into the air and you can see your breath in the air, you realize it's there for just a mere moment and then it kind of disappears. And we are reminded in scripture that life is rather like that, that, yeah, we may have 70 or 80 or 120 years on this earth, but it is just, it is just a snap. It's just quick compared to the reality of all of eternity. Psalm 89 verse 47 says, remember how short my time is. Job 7 verse 7 says, oh, remember that my life is a breath. Psalm 144 verse 4 says, Man is like a breath. His days are like a passing shadow. 
Jesus said in Matthew 6, verse 27, And which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to a span of life? Isn't it interesting that there's no amount of worry, no amount of anxiety that's going to extend your life? In fact, if anything else, it's going to shorten it because of just the stress and anxiety. I love what Psalm chapter 90, verse 9 through 10, and then it kind of concludes in this epiphany in verse 12. But when you look at Psalm 90, the question is being asked or, or this meditation is being given of how short our time is. And so the psalmist says, for all of our days end like a sigh. The years of our life are soon gone. <laughs> now, if you just stop there, you'd probably get depressed. And I don't know about you, but, you know, I'll yawn once in a while. And the psalmist says, you realize that life is much like that yawn. It's just that, oh, just that little bit of a sigh. And that was your life. That for all the years of our life, they are but soon gone. But here's the conclusion of all that. The, the reason why we are reminded in the psalm that all of our days are like a sigh and the years of our life are soon gone is verse 12. And we are told Teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. See, there's this profound thought in recognizing how short and how fleeting life is. See, most of us live as if we're going to live forever. And as such, we are rather careless and rather passive by the way that we live. But scripture tells us that life is short, that it is mere, a mere side, that all the years of our life are soon gone. So what is the conclusion then? Well, <laughs> the psalmist says, teach us to number our days. And in doing so, we will gain a heart of wisdom. Now, just in case you're interested, as of today, I am 13,643 days old. Woo! I mean, that's exciting. I mean, I am almost at 14,000 days. I mean, this is exciting. And I Honestly, don't think that the psalmist is saying, okay, literally count the number of your days, though I do find it fascinating. And for the last several years, I've kind of kept a record of what day I'm on. But I actually don't think that's the point. The point is, is realize that every day matters, that each day of our life isn't just some casual thing, that every single day is significant. Why? Because we actually don't have too many of them. And no matter how long you live on this planet, you realize that whether you live till you're 33 or whether you die at 120, the reality is, is that all of our lives are short and fleeting. So let us take advantage. Let us use every single day well. David prays in Psalm 39 verse 4, O Lord, make me know my end and what is the measure of my days? Let me know how fleeting I am. Well, why would David ask God to show him how short his life is and how fleeting his time is? Well, I think it is to remind him just how significant each day is. I love what Paul says in Ephesians chapter 5 or 16. He says, redeem the time. Now, obviously there's a context for that, but I just want to focus on this idea of redeem the time. The, the word that Paul uses is actually this word of going shopping and buying up whatever that whatever it is you're shopping for. Now, we have been living in a season where we've been actually seeing this redeeming or the buying up of things. 
I remember a few weeks ago, I walked in the grocery store and it was like every shelf was bare. And of course, obviously the toilet paper's gone, but all the canned goods are gone and, and most of the produce was gone. And, and I was like, holy Toledo, we are literally taking Paul's words seriously. We are buying up you know, <laughs> everything. But the reality of it is what Paul is saying in the passage in Ephesians 5 is, hey, we are to live unto Christ. And therefore, we are called to redeem the time, literally to buy up the time. That we're not just to forsake the time or use it passively or just bumble along throughout our day. That we are to maximize and utilize every single moment of the day. Now, just for clarity, we're not saying, you know, don't have fun and don't laugh and don't do things for pleasure and don't rest. Because reality is, is one of the reasons you can be so strong and effective you know, in your life is because you're spending time in Sabbath and rest and rejuvenating your body through sleep and through eating and, you know, and, and fun and that kind of stuff. So, so please hear me. It's not to say, you know, schedule out your life in 15 minute increments and, and go berserkle. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not suggesting that at all. But what I am suggesting is, do you recognize that your life is short? I, I love this statement. It's been quoted throughout history in a myriad of ways. But the idea is, if you haven't found something worth dying for, you haven't found something worth living for. And I think one of the things I've loved about this season is it's allowed us to recognize how precious life is and how short life is. And you realize if you haven't found something worth living for, it's probably because you haven't found something worth dying for. That what am I willing to give the few years of my life to? What is the end of what God is wanting to do in and through my life? Am I going to live for myself and my pleasure and my security and my whatever? Or am I going to be willing to turn my life over to Jesus Christ and say, God, you can use my life however you want. Use my life, use my energy, use my time, use my body and my blood and spill it and spend it however you will. And I have freshly been reminded and challenged of how am I using my time? Am I just, you know, twiddling my thumbs and, and just trying to fill it with just nonsense or just mere entertainment or, or mere just noise? Or am I allowing God to shape and mold every single one of my days? See, we are to live as if life is short and eternity is long. The conclusion of the fact that life is but a mist or a vapor is not to be depressive. It's actually to remind us that there is something greater that we are living for. See, life is but a shadow. Life is just this short time in our lives. And of course, you know, the, the old classic statement is, you know, it's really not the day you were born or the day that you died. It's what happens in between that matters. But maybe if I could push that concept one step further, it's not even so much what happens in that dash between your birth year and your death year. See, what really matters is how are you spending now for the sake of eternity? See, most of us live as if life is going to be forever. And so we're trying to maximize our pleasure and our wants and our, 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 you know, all, all that me, me, me stuff. And we forget the fact that eternity is eternal. And yes, life in the immediate 
may be difficult if I fully give my life to Jesus Christ. And yeah, he may ask me to surrender certain things or he may ask me to go to certain places. But the reality is, is no matter what difficulty, no matter what struggle that I face this side of heaven, I get to experience the bliss of Jesus Christ, the fullness of the abundant life for all eternity. So may we live as if life is short and eternity is long because it is. Our lives are fleeting. It's but a vapor and a mist. Are you living in light of eternity? I love what Jonathan Edwards said and Leonard Ravenhill quoted this all the time. But the prayer of Jonathan Edwards was, Lord, stamp eternity upon my eyeballs. And what Jonathan Edwards was asking for is, hey, God, don't let me just live for the here and now. Let me live in light of your kingdom. Let me live in light of all eternity. Is what I'm doing today going to matter for all eternity? I think for most of us, no one's going to care 100 years. No one's going to care 10 years. No one's probably going to even care a year, let alone maybe not even care a week from now what we've done today. And yet, could we begin to give our life fully to Jesus Christ for him to use however he wants to so that what takes place this day actually is going to matter for all eternity? Wow, what would it look like to live like that? And you realize in doing so, we actually begin to rejoice the fact that life is short. We actually begin to rejoice in the fact that life is but a mist and a vapor because we begin to recognize that As great as life is this side of heaven, and it really is phenomenal. Do you realize that this is but just the shadow? This is just barely the, this is not even the icing on top of the fullness of the cake of what we're going to experience for all eternity. And when I begin to live with an eternal view, when I begin to live with eternity stamped upon my eyeballs, well, then I'm willing to face any difficulty and any hardship and any persecution and any trial and any circumstance for the purpose, the glory, and the renown of Jesus Christ. Yeah, it may be difficult. Yeah, it may be even pleasurable at times. But am I living for now or am I living for all eternity? Will you, like David, pray, O Lord, make me know my end and what is the measure of my days. Let me know how fleeting I am. And like Jonathan Edwards, O God, will you stamp eternity upon my eyeballs and let us live with that reality forever upon our hearts and our minds. Well, thank you for listening to this episode of the Deeper Christian Podcast. For show notes of this episode, including a list of all those verses I read, please visit deeperchristian.com forward slash 156 for episode 156. And until next time, know I am cheering you on as you allow God to stamp eternity upon your eyeballs and as you build your life around Jesus Christ.